we are so blessed. How many believe that we are in the midst of a move of God? And it's genuine, and it's, it's, it's just begun. It's just begun. I love that song. It is the banner of our church. It is, I mean, it is like the DNA of our church. I love it. I want to sing it every day. I think we should have church tomorrow and open the doors and let all the broken people in this region hear it. I, I just, man, that song. I can't wait till we have church outdoors. I want to have church in the amphitheater right here. And I want to do that song. I want to do that song and let the world hear the sound of the bride declaring the love of God to a city. Oh, I'm so blessed. Well, I could just say amen and send you on your way, but I think I'll preach a little bit. Is that okay with you? One person said, come on, somebody. The rest of you don't really care for it. So lock the doors. We're going to be here another three hours. The more you amen, the quicker you get out. It's a good exchange. After I said that, Daniel is saying, amen, 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 over and over again. Wow. I love you, bro. You're awesome. So I want us to read a a verse. We're going to talk about how the enemy tries to silence our song. And I want to give you three things this morning that that God wants to restore to your song. Because you have a song, you have a sound. You might not be a singer, but you have a song. You have a life purpose and a destiny, and you were made for something. And the enemy wants to silence that sound and that song in you, but no more. And I just want to impart the word of the Lord to you prophetically this morning. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. And Lord, I know that there are people here that you're just going to touch and bless and impart strength and set free. So we say yes. We need you, Holy Spirit. We can't do anything without you. And so we thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Would you just shout unto God and give him a, just a clap and a shout of praise? Come on. Hallelujah. In, in 1 Samuel 2, 1, Hannah's praying. It's Hannah's song. We, a couple weeks ago, talked about uh, this story of Hannah. She was barren. And, uh, and her husband had another wife who was not barren. And the other wife began to taunt her and, and, and basically uh, prod at her and say, you don't have what I have. And, and it invoked hurt in her. And Hannah wept before the Lord. And she went to the house of the Lord. And Eli blessed her. And, and uh, she didn't have a voice. And she cried out. And then the Lord blessed Hannah with a son. And it's just a great picture of two identities that we sometimes as believers have an identity crisis. Sometimes we live from this place of uh, identifying with what we don't have or identifying with our gifts and abilities instead of identifying with just being loved. Because it says Hannah was loved by her husband, Elkanah. And, and Hannah was loved and given a double portion. And there's something about this testimony of Hannah saying, you know what, Lord, I want a son, but you know what, I'm giving him back to you. That's a picture of true worship. Everything that God does, is it's for him. And the Lord loves to just pour blessings on us, but we cannot identify with our gifts and abilities. We have to identify with the significance that we have in just being loved by God. The word or the name Hannah, you okay, honey? <laughs> I shouldn't have said anything that drew attention to you. There's a hole in her bottom lip. She drank some water and it just fell through. Happens to me all the time. 
I'll just, here, let me make you feel better. Oh, I just spilled coffee on myself. Praise the Lord. The Lord wants to just wash you with the water of the word. Glory to God. That's a prophetic sign. Ha! So the name Hannah means grace. Now, God wants you and your song to have identity. The first thing I want to share with you is identity. There must be identity to your song. The word or the name Hannah means grace. Now, the grace of God is not just unmerited favor. It's divine enablement. But the core meaning of grace is that God the Father looks at you with a smile. It's the favor of his face. The Arianic blessing, when God made a covenant with Abraham and then, you know, he, he raises up Moses the deliverer to set his people free who had been in slavery for 400 years. We have this priestly order that happened. Now, in that, there was an Arianic blessing, the priestly blessing that really was a blessing and, and you can tie it to the blessing in Genesis when God blessed man before they fell. You can tie it to the blessing when he made the Abrahamic covenant with Abraham and he said, I'm going to bless you and everyone that curses you will be cursed and everyone that blesses you that will be blessed. How many know we need to bless Israel? Hello? That covenant is still the same and we are grafted in. God did not replace his chosen people with Gentiles. He wanted Gentiles and other nations to come to him and we get to participate in the covenant. Amen. But there's something about this Arianic blessing where and it's in the Psalms and it's, it's in Numbers and it says that the Lord bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you. The Lord lift up his countenance over you and give you peace. That's favor. That's blessing. Hannah had the gaze of her daddy God and she was taunted with the voice of her enemy or the voice of, of that thing in us that sometimes wants to identify with what we don't have or identify with our gifts and abilities and we're trying to be like someone else and God, God wants us to sing our song and learn identity and not somebody else's song. The first thing I want to talk to you about is how God wants to restore identity to our song. When Jesus was baptized, his ministry was approved by the Father and there was a dove that came down, Luke chapter 3, And the father said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Now, when you're born again, you hear that in the spirit. You might not realize it. First John 3, 1, behold, behold means look and see. Behold what love the father has given us that we would be called children of God. Now, when you're born again, now sometimes we need a reminder of this, but we can't just read it on a page. We need the spirit of revelation. There's something about the word of the Lord. See, I could read a book or I could read the Bible and the Bible is a book without the revelation of the Holy Spirit. It's not going to do me much good. It may motivate me and help me, but revelation is what transforms me. So when I just don't read in Luke chapter three, or I read in first John three, one that he loves me and I'm a child of God. I understand that when God spoke from heaven to Jesus and said, this is my son, not referring to gender, but to children, sonship, right? We're sons of God. That includes the women. But this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Listen, you've got to hear the father give you that identity. When you're born again, you are no longer just a member of a family here on earth. You are a member in the household of God. Now, some of us sing from an orphan understanding of God. I'm just serving God and, you know, and and maybe he doesn't, he's not pleased with me. And no, no, no. You have favor on you. See, Hannah, her very name meant favored. You have to understand that that is the core of understanding that we're born again through faith. It's by grace, through faith. But let, let, 
just hear the voice of God and let him speak to you and say, you're my son in whom I'm well pleased. That's your identity. Here's what he's saying. Your very fingerprint is unique, but you have my DNA in you. The Bible says that we're not saved through our own works in Titus, but it says that we're saved through the washing and regeneration, renewing of the Holy Spirit. What is regeneration? Regene. So when you hear God say to you, you're my son, you're literally, God deposits his seed in you, his DNA in you. Now, what's interesting to me is when, when Mary, when that happened to the Virgin Mary, you all know the story, right? In Luke, before Luke chapter three and two, she sang the same song of Hannah. There's a revelation and an understanding when the bride begins to sing a song of identity as sons and daughters, it awakens the world around us. Now, here's what happens is your identity is so unique that no one has the same face as you. You might look similar to somebody else, but no one has the same fingerprint as you. You are all uniquely made. And God, the Father, Jesus came to to show us the heart of the Father. And one time he's preaching in Matthew and he's talking about the value we have. And he says, God has every hair of your head numbered. And it's not in in the realm of understanding that God knows everything. He's omniscient. No, Jesus was talking about the value. In other words, I spend so much time gazing at my daughters and my sons that I have time to count each hair on their head. That's value. And so the Lord wants to deposit value in you. And here's what happens. We identify that we're sons, but sometimes we don't know what we're alive for. And and I want to just speak identity. I want to ask you a question. What is your song? I'm not just talking about the way you worship. I'm talking about what were you created for? What is your passion? What is the thing that makes you move on the inside? What is that thing that it's like, yes, God, that's what I was created for. I can tell you my song is divine justice. My song is when I see orphans' hearts mended. My song is watching broken women see a master rabbi come to them and say, rise and go and sin no more. I don't condemn you. My song is is seeing a, a generation touched by the love of God. I love the young people. That is my song. That's who I am. My song is revival in Las Vegas. My song is to declare that God is not mad at Las Vegas. Oh, he's just such an angry God. No, 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 no. That's the picture you got from bad theology. Jesus did not portray that image of God. We're saved from wrath through him, but it wasn't all the wrath of God that was poured out on Jesus that came in the 11th century through Anselm. I'm going to teach you a little theology here because we keep reiterating this stuff that's not in the Bible. Jesus didn't take on all the wrath of God. He took on sin which is the result is judgment. But now that we have been washed in his blood, we are saved from wrath through him. And God is not mad at the world. Does John 3.16 say that God was so mad at the world that he gave his son? No, it says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So I speak over Las Vegas that it was not a furious love in sin city. That's what the devil named this city. God says it's saint city. God says it's revival city. Yeah, now listen, why am I saying this? This is my song. This is who I am. Now you got to find out what your song is. Now, if your song is in harmony with that, then let's sing together. Hallelujah. And let's bring life to a generation. But some of you may be trying to sing someone else's song. 
you know, Whitney Houston made Dolly Parton's song her own, God Rest Her Soul. She just, she just passed away and she died before her time. And you have a love affair with the world and you, and you miss your call, you miss your identity, you miss your destiny. The enemy comes in through the spirit of pharmacia and drugs and vanity and the lust of the world. And God, and, and you know what? The enemy took her out. But I want to tell you something. Whitney Houston made Dolly Parton's song her own song. Don't try to sing someone else's song, but if it applies to your identity, then make it your own. But sing your song and do what God created you to do. You watch American Idol, and many people who try to sing, I will always love you, just can't do it like Whitney does it. And I will always love you. And then this next part, oh, man. You know what I'm talking about? Sing your own song. Now here, what am I saying? I'm saying, what were you created to do? What is your passion? What have you, what have you called to do? I think about the women that, that love to see freedom to those that are, uh, you know, being se- sex trafficked. And I think about all the, the, the anointing that God has put on my wife to minister to broken women. Our women's ministry is, is that of one to go. Like in John chapter 8, go to the woman who is caught in adultery. And stones are all around her. And Jesus come and say, I don't condemn you. Go and sin no more. That's the song of our women's ministry. I love our youth ministry. What is the song of our youth ministry? It's a revolution of the heart. Pastor Alex and Dana, awesome testimonies. If you've never heard their testimony, I was in here a couple weeks ago. We missed last Wednesday. And there's almost, I think, 35 kids, most of them up at the altar, weeping, encountering the love of God. Why? Because Pastor Alex is preaching his song and his testimony. Say, I know what it's like to be rejected because your parents are addicted to drugs and your father's not there. But I want to tell you that God's arms are open to you. And so come and receive healing and grace. And what happened? Life and encounters with God came to these young people. That's his song. What is your song? What is your passion? What were you created to do? I think about Pastor Shane and how he desires to change a community, transform a culture. And his, and his understanding of economics and his understanding of, of, you know, wealth in the right hands that, you know, that we're not called to be in debt and we can be an empowering church and wake the church up and, and teach the church stewardship and, and teach the church how we can go in and do things better as far as social injustice as the world is doing. How many of the church needs to do their job? But that's part of his passion. That's part of his song. He was called to cause people to dream again. What is your song this morning? What were you created to do? I'm telling you that my song is to sing revival over Las Vegas. I think about the song that we're singing. It's the banner of our church. The number two thing that God wants to restore to your song is strength. Hannah said in in 1 Samuel 2, 1, I'm preaching. I didn't even read the Bible. I didn't even read the text. What did my wife say last week? Who enjoyed that message last week? Wasn't that awesome? What did she say last week? She said, you know, what? What is your quote about the Bible reading? She says, you spend your whole life reading the Bible, but if no one can read the Bible in you, what's the point? Ooh, that's good. I got saved again after that. I I don't think I lost my salvation, but I'm like, can I receive Jesus? I came up to our Sozo team. I'm like, I just feel like I need to make a decision for Christ. That's an anointed woman right there. First Samuel 2, 1, Hannah prayed and said, this was her song, my heart 
exalts in the Lord. My heart exalts in the Lord. God wants to give identity to our song. Number two, my strength or my horn is exalted in the Lord. Number two, God wants strength back to our song. God wants strength back to our song. God wants strength to rise up in your voice, to rise up in your passion, to rise up in what you were called and created to do. I'm tired of this religious somber attitude that God wants us defeated. If he wanted us defeated, then that means he was defeated. But I know he was not defeated because he lives in me and greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. If he wants us sad and depressed, then then I'm reading the wrong Bible because the Bible says that we serve a God who gives us joy, unspeakable and full of glory. The Bible says, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. Second Timothy two, one, be strong in the grace. Young men, I speak over you. Be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. I love one of my spiritual sons, Laris. He texts me and he says, Hey, can I talk to you like a son to a dad? I said, yeah, go ahead, man. He said, I want to go deeper in God. Teach me. I want to go deeper. I want to go after. And, and I love that because he's learning to be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And Paul's writing to his son. He says, son, be strong in the grace. How many know we serve a God that gives us the ability to do what he's created us to do? So let God restore strength to your purpose this morning. Ephesians 6.10 says, be strong, strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. I love the story of Joshua and Caleb the two of courage, the two that didn't just talk courage, but they said, let's go in and take these giants out. They had strength. Be strong and courageous. I'm with you, Joshua. Meditate on my word. Be strong and courageous. Let God restore strength to your song. It was more than just boldness in David when he said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? He had the strength to not walk out there like everybody else in armor, but to walk up with a sling and five stones and release a new sound. One of the meanings of, uh, that Hannah is saying here, my horn is exalted. The horn is the ram's horn. It, it was used to the shofar was the trumpet used to release a prophetic sound. So God wants to get the prophetic sound back in your song. In other words, you're hearing what he's saying. You have identity and now you're releasing in strength. It's rising on the inside. And it's also the horn was used to anoint with oil. And so there's a place of fresh oil anointing that he wants you to live under. But there's a prophetic sound that God wants you to release in your song. That no longer you'll be speaking defeat, but you will speak declarations of life. You'll be getting to, you'll get revelation of the word of God and let the spirit of David, like this young man that walks up to this giant, this nine foot giant, and he had bronze leggings. I was reading it this morning. That, that's real attractive. I'm surprised he didn't make fun of it. He had bronze leggings. The giant did. I mean, come on. He didn't know how to, he, that's what it says in the New Living Translation. <laughs> and David walks up and he says, who is this defying the armies of the living God? And, and Goliath taunts him and laughs at him. But David did not let the sound of his enemy affect his identity as a worshiper and a shepherd, the one that God chose, least likely to be choose out of all his brothers. And God says, I want that one right there. I want that one because he loves me. He has a heart after me. And he released a new sound and he swung that thing around and bam, right in the forehead of Goliath. It sank in his forehead and he fell over. And David walked over, grabbed his own sword, 
the Philistine sword and cut his head off. That's strength. That's courage and strength. God in the spirit wants to give you supernatural strength. Hannah says, my horn, my strength is exalted in the Lord. Number three, as we close, she says, my mouth speaks boldly against my enemies because I rejoice in your salvation. I want to just declare this over you. Where you have been is not who you are now. I want you to get Laris, Colossians 1.13 up there, please. Colossians 1.13. Where you have been is not who you are now. God wants to put freedom back in your song. Many times the enemy tries to come in and make us think that where we were is who we are now. And we sing under the oppression of our past. No more. John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, Jesus is speaking to the believing Jews. He says, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. You'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Hear me say this. Here's the truth. You're free this morning. Don't live under the bondages of what, where you once were. It's not who you are now. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. All things have become new. Old things have passed away, saints. You're not sinners saved by grace. You're saints empowered by grace. Amen. Galatians 5.1 says, Stand fast in the freedom where Jesus has set you free. Stand fast. Stand firm in the freedom where he set you free. I want us to read Colossians 1.13 out loud together. Are you ready? Let's read it. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love. Wow. You know what that means? That it was not a 12-step. Now listen, I'm not against 12-step programs. God can use that stuff. But you know what I love? I love the one step into the kingdom of God. This verse right here exemplifies that I once was darkness, but now I'm a son of light. It says you were bound by the kingdom of darkness or the power of darkness, but he took you from point A and brought you into point Z. Amen? And you skipped all those other letters of works and tradition and religion and all that stuff. And now you're a saint, blood-bought, spirit-taught, Bible-toting, scripture-quoting. Come on, somebody. (laughs) Where I was is not who I am. Get this. God wants to bring freedom to your song. Ladies that want to dance before the Lord, you need to just bust out. Because the moment you move your leg, shackles will be broken off of you. I love watching the dancers. I love watching Glenda. It's her song. Dancing before the Lord with freedom. This morning, Lisa, dancing in the first service is just so much freedom in their heart. I want to encourage you this morning. You need to feed on his love. You need to, you need to feed on his faithfulness. My sisters, I want to encourage you. Do not feed on an unloved moment of the past. I just want to break every lie of your mind that says you were rejected and, and you were not accepted. But no, the Bible says you're accepted and you're beloved. Some of you might not have grown up with a father. or Maybe your parental figures didn't love you the way they should. And, and you know, sometimes it's not, it's, it's not about uh, looking wrongly at them because it's, it's such like if I were to leave my house and, and I wasn't there and my kids fell down the stairs You know, I could have been there to help them, but things happen in the absence of parents. 
And so we, we forgive our parents that weren't there, but ladies, women, sisters, daughters of God, do not feed on those moments of the past where you felt rejected or unloved. Let the song of freedom arise in your heart. Don't look at yourself through the broken mirror of rejection anymore. You're a daughter. Don't look at yourself through the broken mirror of self-hatred anymore. You're free. Blood-bought. Oh, don't devalue that precious blood. Don't devalue the, the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Oh, the blood of Jesus. And he didn't just die for your sin, but to give you abundant life that you'd be whole. The word saved is sozo, whole, saved, healed, delivered. You are free. Don't feed. Feed on his faithfulness. Feed on this. Isaiah says he's a father to the fatherless and a husband to the husbandless. If you're a widow, he's your husband. If you're single, he's your husband. If you're a single mama, he's with you. Let him sweep you off your feet in a divine romance. Don't feed on the moments of being rejected in the past. Feed on his faithfulness that he, he's such a loving dad and his arms are open. Men of God that grew up without a dad. Maybe you're hurt by one of your parental figures or maybe you just, you've been rejected. Maybe you were picked on. Maybe you were tagged like Jabez. His name meant sorrowful. He was tagged. That people called you names or you, you've been hurt, you've been rejected. Don't feed on those moments. Let the song of freedom arise in your heart. Every young man, maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you lost your father. Maybe your father's in prison. Let the love of the father right now just consume your heart and bring freedom to your song. Because God wants to restore our song. If we begin to walk in this, And we begin to sing of our identity as sons and our strength in the Lord and our freedom in Christ. The world will be knocking down the doors of the church and every home of every believer. We will not have room to gather and disciple. That's my prayer in this city. And we're going to see it. And we're going to declare, here is love, vast as the ocean. That's our song. That's the banner. Can we just have the acoustic and... and, uh, just Chris and Autumn come up, if, if that's okay with you. And let's just close with this. I want you to close your eyes right now. If you're in this place and you're like, I need identity and strength and freedom to my song, don't let the enemy silence your voice anymore. What were you created to do? What did God create you to do? Holy Spirit, I thank you for your presence. I want to ask you to close your eyes and just pray with me, saints, and, and just receive what the Holy Spirit is doing right now. And we're going to sing this song as, as we begin to, to worship to this song. I want to open up the altars, and then I want to dismiss those that want to be dismissed. We're just going to sing through it once, and then we're going to pray for those that come up. But maybe you're one of the ones in this place that, rece- that wanted to receive Jesus. Maybe you squeezed the hand of the person next to you. Well, you know what? Now's your moment. Jesus said, confess me before men, and I'll confess you before my Father. Now's your moment to do it. We're going to open the altars up. And I want you to come and receive freedom again. Receive identity as a son and a daughter. Receive strength. God wants to restore your song and what you were created to do in Jesus' name.
infectious people, these families, come, don't hesitate. The enemies try to oppress you. No more, no more. Freedom song, freedom song, freedom in the blood of Jesus. Let him wash you, let him cleanse you, let him embrace you. Oh, Father. There's more, come, fill this altar up. Come on, church, let this be a declaration as our church that we're going to sing the banner of his love. Come on, this is our song. Let it break out, God. Let it break out, God. Revival from the inner city to the outer nation. Let the harvest come in, Lord.
us a few more moments praying together, saints. Please don't leave. A few more moments praying together. shipping really quick um, one of our moms of our house one of our prophetic voices she's here today and we want to honor her with what God spoke to her so if you could just give one minute to appear and this is Helene for those of you that are fellowshipping that's God <laughs> so don't break it um, I saw I saw this several weeks ago and I painted it and I gave it to a couple from the United Kingdom who are birthing something over there. I kept the sketch, but it got different this morning in worship. It's a charger. It's a white charger. And horses in the book of Revelation and throughout always describe a movement, a movement of God, a great and mighty movement. There's a couple on here, and they're naked because they're transparent, because they have no agenda. They have no filthy rags in the spirit. They are your pastors. Here's the word that goes with this. And by the way, there's a great sphere at the top, and that is the presence of God engaging the rearing horse and your pastors on their journey. Always receive the word for yourself because you are the fruit of this ministry and this is your word. 
to mount up. Look to my way. Set your heart to my face. Course the heavens until you engage me. Bridle only that that limits you. Bridle your thoughts. Bridle your tongue. Bridle your will, your doubts, and your fears. Stampede and charge into my perfect presence. I am not in delay. Mount up and pursue me with your all. I will meet you and engage you in the now. Believe now. Believe. Yes, Lord. We just say yes. Yes, Lord, to every man, woman, child in this place now and coming next week and coming every week after until your will be done, Lord God. Bless this pastorate and bless this body. Because you don't even know what you're doing across this valley. I move across this valley and everyone is talking about encounter. Everyone is talking about you. You don't even know how big your sound is. You don't even know how beautiful your song is. It's real. It's tangible. And right now you are a remnant. But you will be a multitude because it is the heart of the Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Are you glad you guys waited for that? Just, we bless you in Jesus' name. Love each other.